Good evening and welcome back to Access All Areas, where we're doing our Club 92 virtual tour. Um, I'm back after a couple of weeks' absence, and we're back with AD, who's been holding the fort for me. Ace, thanks for doing that for the last couple of weeks, mate. I'm an absolute hero, aren't I? Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to be fair, the sponsors are happy. Uh, CCFC Fan Store, who we are still in proud association with for all your unofficial commentary merchandise. Um, so we've gone around a couple more grounds and we've decided... Let's go back to League Two because that's where the real football's played. Um, hotbed, hotbed, hotbed of football. And I'm delighted to announce that tonight we're joined by the Daleway podcast. Uh, the girls from there, so we're joined by Izzy and Charlotte. How are you two, Pay? You all right? Hi. Hi. I'm all good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not, not bad. As I alluded to then, I've, I've been missing for a couple of weeks. So Ada's been flying solo. So uh, it's nice to get back behind the wheel, as it were. And uh, get back talking football not not so nice to relinquish the wheel uh, <laughs> Neil now takes back over he says I do all the speaking yeah watch him fly yeah <laughs> it's not the sound of my voice mate that's all that is that's the sound that's all that is and um, girls really appreciate you, you giving up your time uh, to talk to us I know you guys are quite new in the podcasting world in terms of football um, and you're flying from what I've seen so far so uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on but the main reason We've got you two to give up your time is to talk to us about your love of Rochdale. Um, oi, oi. I, 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 and I've got to ask because, you know, up in the Northwest, you've got an abundance of clubs you can support. Rochdale is probably the, the least fashionable. I was about to say, watch where you go with this one, mate. Because yeah, they've Rochdale fans. You can't, can't abuse them straight away. Jesus Christ, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, mate, is your borderline about to say, why? Let's face facts. Why? Why Rochdale? <laughs> so we did, We said this in our first episode and we, we are uh, pretty much the same. We both started watching Rochdale because we went with our dads. They're to blame. They are to blame. And you still don't forgive them. <laughs> still regretting it. But um, I remember when I was a kid, when I first started started watching football I never was bothered about the bigger teams because I thought all all the people in my class was like going to United or just watching them on TV and I was like why would you just watch them on TV when you can just go down the road and actually watch some live football yeah, so that's what always my thought was and I'd never never seen myself as a trophy hunter <laughs> <laughs> as I call it so that's my reason and anyway yeah, with me, I obviously, I didn't have a choice because from birth, I pretty much had the kits, being a baby. And then I started going, it was actually the 97-98 season, but I went, it was like the odd game with my dad. And the only reason I went at first was to wave at Desmond the Dragon. <laughs> Our mascot, and for a pie. <laughs> that was the main oh yeah, the pies at Dale are top notch, by the way. If you go they to... really are. <laughs> two, two banging good reasons there, you know. So there's a dragon there, I'll be there myself, right? <laughs> the, the last away day I did before COVID was Dale. Um, and I've, I've banged up. Out of choice. Banged, yeah, I've banged on about it loads of times with different pods. I love Scotland. I think it's a great stadium. It's a proper old-fashioned northern football stadium. It's in the middle of like loads of houses. There's a chippy opposite. Um, no wonder you're happy then. Yeah, exactly, mate. And we made <laughs> we made a racket. It was a horrible pitch. Um, they had Ian Henderson up front and Will uh, and Aaron Wilbraham. <laughs> oh, 
strike force. And I just I just remember sitting there going, now this is football. This is real football. Total, stick total your, football eyes, mate. Stick, stick your man cities up your ass. This is what it's all about. Um you, you've touched on, you know, going and waving at the mascot and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I've mentioned Scotland. What are your early, earliest memories of uh, of getting up to the ground and, you know, going through that click-clack of the turnstiles and smiling the bovril and, you know, seeing that bit of green for the first time? Um, my first game was actually, it was the 98... This is a game I remember kind of thing, and this was a season I actually went watching them pretty much all the time, every home game. And it was a 98-99 season, and we actually lost 2-0 against Torquay <laughs> and I think oh, that season games. honestly that season we had someone called Graham Barrow as our manager and I think we must have finished I think it was 18th 19th and obviously it was division three now league two and that was the game where I thought even though the football was hoofball there wasn't really much going on I thought do you know what this is actually quite this is actually quite intriguing <laughs> Yeah. Well, so by the dragon again. First memory, yeah. No one in it. Yeah, that, that, that's why the dragon took your mind off things and can give you a pause. Yeah. Well. Keeps you interested. What, what keeps me interested here? It's not the football. <laughs> it's the pie and the dragon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> one of my first memories was actually quite depressing because I think it was the 2010 <laughs> game um, where we lost to FC United in the cup. We lost three two and. I- <laughs> my dad afterwards why do you go and watch that <laughs> great starters for 10 months like games Jesus. why do we come and watch this <laughs> that was what, and, I, and I was truly felt a bit like heartbroken at that but I do remember like saying can I shout up the Dale now can I can I shout it and so I, I was putting like myself into like the atmosphere and I did really enjoy it even though we did lose but still sad about it to this day <laughs> <laughs> can, can you go on there? I'll let you. I'll let you crack on, mate. I'll, I've got another one. This, this is why I love doing this, especially speaking to lower league fans. Um, although you know we've been down there in recent times, my first game was against Leeds in the Premier League. It's, it's we won. But we weren't the same guys, <laughs> and we won. You know, and we had international players playing, so you could see the attraction for like myself wanting to go back. Yeah, you, you know, this is just that they're losing to. FC United in the cup, you think, why do I bother? Like, you know. I was uh, at the time and I was asking, why? Why do you do this? <laughs> the thing is, again, I was asking that the same question. Yeah, I, I was about to say the same thing. I'm sure he went and I thought, what my ear, to be honest. Um, <laughs> with those, can, can, you, can you remember the size of the crowds as well? Because I'm guessing the crowds weren't massive. So it's not only block, it's like a huge attraction to everybody to be in there. Because I think what Scotland's got about 10,000 capacity, something like that. But clearly, there's not going to be 10,000 there at that point in time, was there? No, but I do remember, I think FC United did bring a big, a, a big away uh, section. And I was like, do they have more fans than us? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the worry when you go to something like that. And it's like they bring a big away following the outnumber. You think, oh, shit, we're the home fans. And how are we, we going to look like that? But I, I suppose it's one of those. What what was? Can you remember the atmosphere of those games? And I know you're saying it was it was a little bit, the games were a little bit tedious, we say probably, a little bit hoofballish. But if you throw it back to that atmosphere, how did it make you feel at that point in time? With obviously with me in particular, my dad, my dad's one of them. He's always the first one up there singing. He's always yes. the one starting, 
you know, like starting all the chants where we sit. So I think that was one of the reasons where I was like, whoa, this is really fun, actually. And obviously I was sat next to him and we were chanting up the day all. And um, yeah, I, obviously my the game I remember is against Torquay. So I think I think the crowd was probably less than 2000, if I'm being honest. Mm. And um, the atmosphere obviously wasn't much but obviously because I was sat next to my dad I was like oh I really like this I'm <laughs> chuckling myself <laughs> See, the, the one thing that gets me I remember uh, from one of my first games being eight nine years old and everyone's swearing and you're like oh, I can swear and get away with this and you just felt so cool you're like fuck and you're looking around and no one's telling you off it's and, brilliant and, and to be honest that's when my problem started <laughs> I got told off the first time I swore yeah. And honestly, I must have been. We was at um, it was actually Macclesfield away. And we well, had, you, I could see really why you were swearing. Honestly, yeah, a really <laughs> bad decision. And um I can't remember what I said. But anyway, my dad literally got his hand and just clipped around the head. I was like, oh, he went, you shouldn't be swearing. I was like, okay. I think I was about that, 17, 18 at the time. Oh, so I went, see, that, that happened to me, my old man's family. What, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I know, I was fuming. I remember my, like, the first season that I came with season ticket order was 2014 and uh, 2013/14 season, and that's obviously the season we got promoted back to League One as well. So I remember, like all the way, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not, I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to copy. And I'm like, I always got a warning: do not copy what they say and stuff like that. Because obviously, like at the time, I'd hear like get your tits out for the lads and stuff like that. All that kind of chanting as well. Because at the time, that's the kind of chant that they would do. But then when we when we got promoted and it was Cheltenham at home when we won two 0 <laughs> my dad went, "You can swear as much as you want." Go on, Literally, just combine any swear word to give them like yeah. a sentence. There's, there's no, no, yeah, no actual <laughs> sentence to it. Just shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that that's that's brilliant um it, you've touched on something there it, it, it was something i did want to touch on um being girls that go to football and you know you're involved in in the podcast and stuff um obviously we spoke to lucy from bristol rovers and her game too and what a movement that is i'm the father of a little girl who loves football and hopefully when she gets to your sort of age she's doing a similar thing you are um has there ever been a point where you thought, do you know what, this is too much, I, I, I don't want to do this because of dickhead shouting and stuff like that? There hasn't been a point where I said, I thought I don't want to do this, but it's more like I don't want to speak about it anymore. Yeah, For example, like, sense. I would never really get, at games, I've never had, like, I'm saying, well, you're a girl, what are you doing here? It was more in school. And yeah. all the Premier League fans would give it me, like for non, for like example, non-uniform days, coming in my Dale top, and the lads was like, "Well, aren't you in the kitchen? Aren't you doing the kitchen and stuff like that?" And you know, it was more like, "Right, I'm not going to come in in my Dale top anymore. I'm not going to talk about it." Um, the more I got older, the more I was like, "Well, you can get lost. I can talk about my." But it was never like I wanted to give up. Like, I never wanted to give up watching it because I loved it. Yeah. And it was something that you couldn't take away from me, but it was more, I'm going to be a bit quiet about it now because I don't want it. I don't like hearing it. I, I always have more respect for people that, that support a smaller league club in a densely populated area that have got massive league clubs around them. You know, when, when you speak about your team, clearly there's loads of teams up there that you could support quite easily and go jump on the bandwagon. But those that stick by their teams that are local, and I suppose 
me and Neil probably talk about from a Cov perspective because you've got quite a few teams in the Midlands, but we've only really got Cov, should we say, in our local vicinity. Yeah. But you guys, yeah, the wearing those shirts, so I'd, I'd never give anybody shit for that because it's the local team regardless. I always go, if you're local to them, I expect people to support them and go watch them. It's those that drive me crazy that have been Liverpool fans when they're bloody down the south or the United fans in the bloody the top of bloody Scotland or something like that. It's like, what's the fucking point in that? So you're never going to get to see them. Yeah, it's like with it's like with me. I I can't obviously speak on behalf of all female Rochdale fans, mm. but I've been watching them since I was like five, six years old, and I'm 29 now, and I've never had I've never been like victimized because I'm a female. I've never been discriminated. It's all been with me. It's all been social media, and it's always been from like the higher league fans or. Even as, do you know what? I don't know what it is with Celtic fans, but they de- got, definitely got something against me. Honestly, if I have any comment about football, they're all jumping on me, and I'm like, what? Strange one, that. Just ask them out, what? Go, what? What is it that rubs you up the wrong way? Because we play each other so often. I got told. I honestly, I got told to get back to the Hoovering the other day. I was like, what? Get back to the Hoover and I'm the only one that Hoover's in my house, so I don't think that's a female only <laughs> job anymore. Yeah, snap. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and again, I think that's I think that's wicked. You know, the fact that you, you speak about that and the fact that you know you're so proud about it and you, you do your podcast now. Um, which again, I, I did listen to a bit of the uh, a bit of the first one. I, I knew the answer to the first question, but it kind of ruins my podcast if I don't ask the question, doesn't it? Um, so we had to get that one in there. This is the bit that Eddie loves because he's a, he's a little bit of a collector. Oh, but I thought you were going to say shirt freak then, mate. To be honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, usually, I, he's the I shirt wouldn't... freak. He likes speaking about shirts. Yeah, I, I, to be fair, I do. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over this bit and segue All to me. Yours, so, yours, so you heart back to first game. And if I'm talking about shirts, clearly I'm going to go back there and go, can you remember your first ever shirt that you either got or somebody bought you? Which was it? When did you get it? Mine was the season before I came as season ticket holder, and I think it was a bit of like a bribe. Like, if, if you wear this, you can get a season ticket. <laughs> um, it was the 2012, 2013, and it had like black stripes on it, and then the cooperative logo. And that's like a proper old shirt because we've not been sponsored by the cooperative for a long time. <laughs> but that was my first shirt, and like I said, I think it was more of a Oh look! Look, if you put this on, then you can come to watch their games. And the next season, we can get like a family of season ticket cards. <laughs> did, did the shirt sell it to you that much? Was it that good of a shirt that you thought, apart from the cooperative sponsor, was it one of those that you thought, ah, oh, it's a great shirt. I love this shirt. Is it one you've still got, or is it one you've got? Ah, that gets binned. And I'm still determined that it still fits me. <laughs> That's fair enough. Lots of shirts that I would love, yeah. This is the conversation we've had, though. My first shirt that I had when I was seven does still fit me, but it's a bit of a stretch, and it gives me a hernia to get out of it, to be honest. So it's, But it still fits. But I am a small man. Yeah, you are half point. So I I just Googled it. Is that the feeler one? Yeah. Class shirt, that is. Do you know what? It's When you think of Rochdale, it's the blue and black stripes, and you look at that, and... That's one of those shirts you look at and you know whose it is without looking for the crest. Yeah, proper white collar and everything. That was yeah, like proper put my collar up and everything. Oh, <laughs> rascal style. <laughs> <Like it. laughs> 
terrible. So on, on the flip side, can you remember your first shirt as well or not? Mine was, honestly, I must have only been like, I think I was about, I think I was a toddler. So this is going back. And it was actually, it was sponsored by Smith Metals. And that's actually our sponsor now, where I sit. Oh, wow. And honestly, it had a white collar. And it was a bl- it was a blue shirt, but it had like red and white. Like they looked like arrows on it. Is this the famous like bus seat one? But honestly, it was like I think I've I've got it in my memory box at uh, my mum's from when I was a baby. So I'll have to send you a picture like on Twitter or yeah. something. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Honestly, I'm, I'm, it's it's I'm, an old I'm, one. It's a really old one. So so there's there's a there's a shirt in the nineties and I can't remember what it was from, but there's vivid in my memory. It's like it looked like a it looked like a bus seat. It's like as you said, it's blue and it had like the, the red dots I'm on it or something like that, that or white bits. Like red and white, like yeah. And that's that's that was that's the shirt. Like, that's the shirt that epitomizes Rochdale and me. Oh, that's that shirt, like the bus seat yeah, shirt. Sure it was. As a baby or a toddler, whenever it was. To be fair, you say it's a bad shirt. That's a class shirt. It would cost a lot no. of money to try and get all of that nowadays. Class shirt. It's terrible, <laughs> but it's class because it's yeah, terrible. Proper retro. That's, that's, that's quality. So in terms of shirts, do, do you still wear shirts, own shirts now at the club? Yeah. You do? Yeah, Have I, you got... Go on. I like doing more of away ones I do have like every like I say four years I'll get the home shirt I'm not one of them that will get the home shirt every time but I do try and get like the away one what is it about the away shirts that, that grips more than home shirts then? something different every time like it's not people would really have to like look at your logo to see who you um who you are I remember being on the train last Last week I went to Stevenage because I'm at uni now, so I, I travel home to watch Dale games. And I went to watch Stevenage last Tuesday and I had, which is actually my favourite, like a turquoise um, shirt on. It was our away one in um, 2021 season. And um, it was turquoise and like got you couldn't really tell who it is unless you looked at it. And the passenger opposite me was like, Rochdale fan oh my god I never noticed and then he was talking he was a Middlesbrough fan but it was like that is a good shirt (laughs) it's my favorite shirt by far the turquoise one but I just like having that not everyone can tell it's Rochdale but they're really like who's that that she's wearing yeah see I'm the same with the away shirts because I touched on it before you look at Rochdale blue and black stripes there's I think there's one of a team Gillingham that have blue and black stripes so if I see a blue and black striped shirt, it's Rochdale or Gillingham. It kind of makes it a bit bit easy. Same as just a car. I think it's us and Man City that wear sky blue shirts. So, you know, if you see someone in a sky blue shirt, you know it's either Cov or, or Man City. Whereas with the away ones, you know, the designs have got a bit more room to be a bit more creative with it and kind of add a little bit more character into it. And you can deviate away from the traditional sort of look as well. I think that's why I like it, um, especially with the away ones. I remember you guys having... Did, did you have like a, a, a luminous pink away shirt a couple of years ago? Yeah, it's literally in my wardrobe. I've got that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a luminous pink shirt for cough. Oh, gorge. I literally saw it and pink's my favourite colour as well. And I was like, that, I, I'm having that. <laughs> I'd, blame that, don't blame. I'd, 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 I'd love a luminous pink shirt for cough. I really would. I don't, I don't think we're ever going to pull that out of the bag, to be honest. But it's it's something that I, I, I do get where you're coming from, Neil, in terms of the away shirts. do tend to have a bit more scope for design and I, I know you're harping about blue and black stripes of Rochdale but that's only last like 
10, 15 years. Before that, they used to be like pure blue, didn't they, for home? They've, yeah. they've not always been blue and black, mate. All right, mate. Used to be like, the bus one, don't you? Yeah, why not? Why not? Tonight's tonight not to do that. It's, I'm sure it's like more of Birmingham City Royal Blue colours back in the day, in my yeah. mind. I think it's more been, obviously, since our centenary, when it was the um, white and black stripes, like the Newcastle kit. I think since yeah. then, they've interpreted and put, like, the blue and black stripes instead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I've got a few shirts, obviously, where they're just, like, blue. And, obviously, my blue, red and white number. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty. I suppose, I suppose from that, we know we touched upon this season's shirts a little bit. Out of the shirts, you've got three shirts this season. So you've got a blue and black one, you've got a red away, I think, and you've got a third kit, which is the white and black striped one. It's sort of, sort of pinstripe with little, the black bits got little chevrons in it, I think. Which yeah. one of those three is your favourite shirt this year? Mine's the away one, the red one. That's the one I've actually got this season. And um, I just think, I just think it's so different. And like Isabel was saying as well, like, it's not really, you don't really associate that with Rochdale red in particular so i think it's good like just to just to mix it up a bit yeah are, are, you, are you a are you a fan of fans having name sets or names of players on the back or is oh, it definitely a no-go to, i used to be but every time i got someone on my shirt they'd leave <laughs> but it was always to be fair, it was always because you were like the the star player so it, it wasn't as if like i dragged them away or anything or some well, <laughs> exclusive here right now yeah. <laughs> so so come on who did you have in the back of your shirt previously let's 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 throw um, some names out there Grant okay oh love um, yeah um Craig Dawson, he was actually on my favourite ever shirt, Craig Dawson. Craig Dawson, the love of my life, by the way, I will not. <laughs> oh, here we go. We've got a few exclusives here. Stalkers, love of lives. We We're all over it tonight. <laughs> Everyone will be getting a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy and Craig Dawson sounds like me and Ben Chief. Don't start that, off. Man, that man can have my babies, I don't care. Just unbelievable. We've told, we've told your missus that with the kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, told, told, told the missus. She's happy for it, mate. We've been together for 10 years. You know, you know how it is. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've, I think we've gone off on one here, haven't we? Yeah, so, just, so just a little bit. It was a way shirt. We got that as the red away shirt. So, is Izzy, which is your favourite this year? Did you touch upon that? I, I think we were sort of just laughing too much, to be honest. Yeah, mine's actually black and white because it just, it just proper gives me a throwback to, like, 2007. When like the retro, and as soon as it came out, my dad went, "Oh, I'm getting that because that's just a proper nostalgic feeling." Mm. So I think that is my favourite. It, it, it does look it does look like a nice shirt. To be fair, and I remember I've I've seen it on Quest a couple of times this year. As as Cobb fans, but we've kind of kept an eye out uh, for Rochdale this season because of a certain Mister Cashman, mm. um, which I know I, I tweeted you guys about yesterday. And this is a nice segue in, in, into where we talk about the current season. Um, obviously, Danny came to you guys in the summer from ourselves. Um, hasn't played for us yet. He just kind of signed and on the same day was announced. He's Disappeared, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just stopped off in Cobb on the way up from Brighton uh, up to Rochdale. Um, f- firstly, how's he done um, for you guys? We actually spoke about this on our second episode. We talked like about 20 minutes about it because he had... When he's come on or when he started, he has had a, such a great impact. But at the moment, he's just not starting. I think Charlotte wasn't he injured for a bit. 
Yeah, I was saying to you, wasn't I? Because we weren't really sure why he wasn't starting. Mm. And we've actually got quite a few injuries. So I'm thinking, obviously, because we are short on numbers, he's not 100% fit at the minute, but we're having to put him on the bench because, obviously, we're that short. But... From when, when he's come on and when he started, he's been excellent, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember watching him in the... Um, he, he started when we played Burnley in the Carroll um, Cup and he just made such an impact. And he's just like a... He basically is Jack Grealish. Like, he's just a super sub. To be fair, he's got a lot of that, as we say, in terms of his looks. Oh, yeah. There's a, lot of, a lot of Cov fans have gone, he just looks like... Grealish, let's face facts. So, and, and we're going to ask you questions about him because we've, as we said, we've not seen him play. So his style of play, does he does he play as an out and out striker? Or does he play as a number ten behind the strikers? No, I say he's more behind the strikers. He's more a midfielder at the moment. We have we have our main striker Beasley, and he's, he's sat back a lot. And he really, he's like we have a player called Liam Kelly who's like our main midfielder at the moment, and he's very similar in the style of play that they play. They would, I think. They would play really well together as a solid midfield and like a proper attacking midfield. Cool. So, so when he does, he get his foot on the ball, drive forward. Is it a case of just tries to spray passes? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a feel from myself because yeah, I've got no doubt we'll, we'll bring him. We we'll bring him back. Yeah. He passes. He just he's on the ball a lot and he's probably driving the ball forward. Like some of our problems is we play from the back too many times. And that was our problem in a couple of seasons ago. But he's one of the ones when he comes on, especially when he comes on as a sub, he will get that ball and he will drive it forward and he'll give it to our number 10 newbie or he'll give it to Kathleen Kelly or our striker or he'll have a chance himself. He just wants to, he wants the ball and he just wants to attack all the time. Yeah, he's, he's very entertaining to watch as well. And um, whether he starts or whether he comes on from the bench, he always makes an impact. And... Yeah, he's <laughs> also his goal is goal celebrating <laughs> as well. Like whether it's a different player who scored, whether he's had something to do with the goal, he's <laughs> so enthusiastic. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love it. it, it it's, it's, it's funny you say that. So I, I tweeted out earlier and kind of said, it, you know, is there any questions for you guys? And one of the Cog fans who's kept an eye out, Naomi, did say, um, what do you think about how enthusiastic he is? Because every time you see him, he is. He's, he's the first one celebrating. I think... Um, I've seen him once he was in the crowd. That's as much as I was... I think probably when he got his first goal for you guys, he was pretty much in the crowd. I think that's that's what I remember of him when he yeah. scored. Like, uh, uh, I, there's a few times where I've seen him where like the goal's gone in and he's on the left-hand side and the ball's gone in and coming from the right and they've scored. And it, <laughs> He'll it, just pelt it. He's a corner flag on his own. He's <laughs> dancing around and he's out giving it all the but that like he he could easily be one of them lone players that he doesn't really care about us. He's more about his primary his his primary club. But he just shows how enthusiastic he is with our club and how much he wants to play and how much he he wants to be there and enjoy it with the fans. Yeah, That's I think it's a big big, big yeah. thing for him though. It's his, it's his first taste of senior football, isn't yeah. it as well for yeah. him? Because he's come from Brighton under 18s, 23s, he's gone gone through there, and I don't think he ever went out and learned to a senior team. Um, so it's his first taste of real men's football, which is good for him. And if he's getting that with you, I, th- I think it's it's a, it's a good place to go. And I think it's probably one of those where you bring back in and think, well, we've nabbed a player from you. And it's probably where Neil was probably going to go in terms of a segue anyway with Fabio Tavares and go, obviously, we've, them two must have spoken and said, what's it like there? And yeah, what made it, yeah. I mean, you've met him, haven't you? So he's have, yeah. absolutely on fire for us this season, that Tav. He's, he's scored some 
don't know, scored something like 16 goals in 20 games or something like that, isn't it? I remember watching him last season. We played with a Bolton away and it was like his first senior goal against Bolton and I will forever love him because it was against Bolton. <laughs> obvious, obvious. Right? I, I, I can imagine. Uh, to be fair, I, I think I said to Charlie over there on Twitter, um, you know, I, I, I think that could be a good loan move for him to go back to Rochdale in January. Um, I'd love that. Yeah. That's, a, that's the type of play we actually need at the minute. And... Um, we need support for obviously Beasley as well because we were talking about this on um, the Dale way as well where we just feel like at the minute Beasley and not just him, other um, other ones of our forwards, they're having the chances but they just can't they just can't finish, can they? Yeah. And um, it's like these are the points that we're missing. These goals, what we should be putting away, these are the points what we need and we're missing out on. And I just think Tab, I think he'd be perfect, and I think he'd just fit in perfectly with the players that we've got. I think looking looking at your last three games as well. I mean, you've, you've drawn the last three. I think I think nil nil also two two Stevenage one one Exeter. You've got Plymouth coming up in the cup, boy. We were flying to be honest. I think lost like that last three, mate. Lost that last three. Yeah, no, well, I was about to say. So I, I didn't know how Plymouth were getting on. I know they're flying the league. How how do you see yourself getting on against them? It's. They all either do really, really well, like as a complete surprise, or when you expect them to do well, they'll do really bad. So, like, it could go absolutely either way. Um, I think we always do well in cup runs, and I've got a like a sneaky, sneaky hope that we are gonna, especially with it being on TV, we could take a lot of chance from this and show show everybody what we're made of. <laughs> we tend we tend to perform better against the bigger and better teams as well, Rochdale. Like the games where you think we'd win, we do terrible. Or like the unexpected ones. It's like when we played Spurs and Manchester United. It's like we get a result against them. It's like, really? Yeah. yeah. Always, always the way, though, isn't it? You up your game and you do better than what you're expecting. I think most people expect, I wouldn't say from a Rochdale perspective, but any lower league team, including Cov, that's for instance, if we come against a Premier team, and I look at if we drew Man City, everybody expects us to get absolutely paced in. And I think me and Neil could sit there and expect the same. But I don't think we'd actually get absolutely hammered. But if we play week in, week out, we will. But one one off yeah. game, anybody can stand anything in one off game. Or even the, even those the Premiership teams against League Two teams and Conference teams have, have suffered before. So yeah, I don't. especially if you get them at home, you know the likes of Ronaldo and that aren't going to like going to Scotland, are they? Tiny little changing room, you know. Can you imagine it? Charlotte starts shouting at him. Yeah. Me waving at Desmond. That's it. Poor Ronaldo. Great pies here, Ronaldo. He might go for a pie. He looks like he's going to find his life. Never looked at one. Looking at the table, you're only six points off the playoffs. It's a really open league this year. Um, touched on, you know, possibly January looking at someone like Tav. Um, what, what what do you think you guys need to kind of get to that next level uh, and into the playoffs this year? Need to score goals. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Who did you say top goal scorer this was this year so far? Is it Alex Newby? It'll either be Newby or is it O'Keefe? Yeah, Newby. And that's that's I suppose that's the worry, right? If you get asked that question, usually you can answer it straight away. And if you're not sure, it shows you're not scoring enough goals, I guess. But yeah. to be fair, I'm just looking at the table now: five wins, nine draws, five defeats. And I think that kind of says a lot. Of the amount of draws, um, 
we're saying you know, like, to turn them into wins. A draw's a draw, but I think we're like eight unbeaten now. So that yeah. is the you know you you're only getting a point, but at the end of the day we are unbeaten and we have got a, a, a kind of form at the moment. But it's just frustrating that we're not taking like at the weekend our striker had a penalty and keeper went hit the post. We hit the post and it's yeah. just. Yeah. Our first penalty this season as well. I was fuming. Oh, no. I was fuming. <laughs> I, I actually watched. I watched Quest earlier. I'm working from home at the minute, so I, I had it recorded from the weekend. Um, I, I was still on a high getting back from Bournemouth on Saturday, so I didn't. I didn't watch it Saturday night. Sat and watched it earlier, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll skip to Rochdale. Obviously, speaking to you two tonight, seeing the penalty given, and I thought, oh, here we go. Terrible penalty, <laughs> like an absolute <laughs> terrible penalty, <laughs> and. and, and I'm sure it must be a lot more frustrating for you guys sat there. Uh, you know, like you say, first penalty of the season. We've, we've been lucky at Cobb. I think we've had five or six. Um, uh, although we've been there where you don't get any, where, where, where you don't get that rubber the green. Um, just turning those draws into wins. Is it? Is it the goal scorer's fault? Is it, you know, the, the build-up? Because you, you look solid enough at the back. That looks okay. Yeah. Is it just that sort of creating the chances I think with Rochdale and we've not had it since Ian Henderson left we've not got your typical like 20 goals a season or your goal poacher or we've got we've got the players but we've just not got that you know that annoying little player what you absolutely love but other fans cannot stand (laughs) we just need yeah we just need that Scott Hogan or that Ian Henderson again or like your Grant Holtz kind of thing And yeah, it's, it, they're going to be difficult to come by, though, aren't they, really, I thought. Yeah, it's just, that's what we're missing, really. Like, just someone who'll get your goals. But I'd, I'd also say, because we're lacking, um, we're short on numbers now in defence. We've got quite a few injuries. And I think we just need, I think we just need either, a, I'd say probably, I think a left back, because we've got AD White and he's yeah. quite injury prone. Yeah. Our um, left back has just broke his foot. Yeah, so he's out for like three, four months. Brandon Mason, get yourself in there. So, I'll tell you what. I, you know I'm what surprised. I'm surprised, mate. So we released Brandon Mason, um, a left back that played for us, and he's without a club. And I'll tell you what. He'd be decent at your level. Very he'd decent. Really, he'd be very good uh, for, for you guys. There's, there's, a, there's a few of our lads that, that could do with some game time. Though. You look at like, someone like Declan Drysdale, who's, who's milling about, isn't he? And... Send him back or hold him, hold him midfield. Josh Reed. I, I'm not trying to sell you the whole cough squad, but again, I just think <laughs> we'll I'm thinking. This, I'm, I'm thinking there's a, few, there's a few players there that need game time yeah. for us and needs again need senior men's football. You look at Tav, you look at the Josh Reed, who's a left back that's come from Scotland. He's had no senior team uh, football for us at all, has he? But he's probably been big things come from them. He's best mates with Tav as well. So when I bumped into Tav at the services, he was Ooh, with friends. Josh Reed. Sorry, I, I just keep dropping these names, don't I? Just, 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 just let me pick them up. You wait till, you wait till I get the photo out. Um, of of what? Me and Tav having a... Having oh, sorry, a, mate. A, I, missed, I missed that bit. Sorry. But we have had a, we have had a, like a, um, a time where we have had lawn players, young lawn players come to us, and we've actually made like big effort from, from them. Like Robert Sanchez, he came to us from Brighton, um, two or three seasons ago, and he was absolutely incredible for us. He, he was our keeper for the United game, actually. And um, now look at him. Now he's number yeah, one. Yeah, for yeah, Brighton. It's pretty ridiculous, that, isn't it? It's, 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 it
Fazunu saved a penalty against Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, Gav. <laughs> but was that like Jordan Davis? He's now playing yeah. like, international football. He was our left back for a bit. He on loan, and we have had a couple obviously as well with Fabio, also Luke Matheson. We also like mm. big youth section. We like we like to bring younger players up. So I think we really should get like these younger players who are not getting any game time in the parent club. I must admit, I totally forgot about Luke Matheson. Where's, where's, where's he nowadays? He went to Wolves, didn't he? But he went to Wolves in Scotland, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. They did not know that. It's just, yeah, again, you know, it's one of those where they've poached a really good player. And Wolves have done this with a couple of cough players back in the day. Uh, probably not as, I suppose, oh, Ben Stevenson comes to mind for us, mate. But I don't think he had the talent that Matheson had. And he went there oh. for the money, clearly, our, our guy. Um, and fell from grace. And where is it? Is it Forest Green Rovers now? I think he oh, might even be at Newport, mate. He's he's, he's uh, doing he, something. He, like he that. was at Colchester. I know that. But much. I'd hate, I'd hate to see Matheson go the same way. Go to Wolves. Obviously, he's taking some decent money there. And is, is it Hamilton? I mean, Hamilton Luke compared Hamilton. to Rochdale, is it? Yeah. It's probably it's probably comparable in terms of style of play and probably competitiveness as well in those leagues. To be honest. I'd, I'd rather be back in the bloody English leagues if, if that's the case. Back at Rochdale and be back close to home and trying to get some game time there. He was at Ipswich last season. On was he? I was saying, having back, I know a lot of people would happily have him back on loan. Um, just because he was so lovely about it, like as well. He's obviously grown throughout all of the youth section. But when he when he left, he made this like long 15-minute video on Instagram and posted it. It's just one of them. It's just a nice guy, a nice yeah. footballer. And when he scored against United, it was <laughs> Yeah. You couldn't want it for any other lad. Like he's literally just done his like doing his mock exams. Like he went in the next day and did a mock exam after he scored yeah. I, I, I remember reading that in the paper. Yeah, that, that's the thing that dreams are made of. Um, <laughs> yeah. and just to kind of finish up the, the bit about the current season, um, where do you think is a reasonable sort of aim for you guys to finish the finish the season? Is playoffs achievable? I do you know what I think it is, and um, we've we were saying as well. Like I would have honestly, there's been stuff going on stuff going on like off the pitch we've been like rumored to be taken over by certain people we had some the last couple of years we've had some trouble with our old chairman and there was a lot of stuff we didn't know so I honestly this season and me and my dad were talking about it as well I would have taken above relegation top you know like um top of the bottom half kind of thing at a push because I just thought, new manager, he only had three weeks to sort a team out. Um, obviously, matters going off the pitch and stuff. And I genuinely just thought, rebuild this season and then hopefully like improve next season. But I honestly think if we get a few signings in January, whether it be loan players, whether it be like, you know, people coming in, hopefully we won't have any people going out. But I honestly think we are capable because you think we've lost already. We lost Humphreys. He was a big loss to us. Ollie Rathbone, he was a massive mm. loss. He's an absolutely quality player. And I honestly think we are capable, but I just think it's in our it's in our own hands. It really yeah. is. I think if I have to predict, I think we could either be just scraping playoffs or just below playoffs. Is January the key? 
you know, if you can get some reinforcements, and obviously I don't know what sort of the financial situation is at Dale, but is it a case of if you, if you get a crafty couple of loans in that can just kind of bolster the squad and just give you that kick on? Because the, the league's wide open. Um, you know, I, I touched on it there. You're six points off the playoffs. Um, and, you know, you go down Colchester with three points behind you, but they're only in 18th. You know, it's... It's yeah. such a it's such a wide open league. I think you're looking at the fact that there's some pretty terrible teams who don't have to worry about relegation. Scunthorpe, Holdham, Carlisle, Stevenage, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be fighting out at the bottom. Um, and it's just kind of a real scrap with, with the sides, you know, like yourselves, Tranmere, Salford, that are gonna be trying to get up there. Um is it a good January that will kind of propel you to that next sort of I think the main thing we need in January is to keep Corey O'Keefe, whether it be on loan until the end of the season, whether it be a permanent signing. I think, I think that's the main one we need to do. Main one, get a striker as well. We have to yeah, striker. I think you hit the nail on the head when you started speaking about it, saying you've you, you picked up loads of draws. You, you turn those draws into wins, and all of a sudden you're starting to look pretty in the in the table. If you're, if you're three, six points behind, you're drawing all these games. Those last three games are on the balance. Imagine if you won all them, you'd be sitting at the top of the table. Simple as it's, it's a simple yeah, fact, isn't it? The thing is that when we, a couple of games, these recent games, we've been looking like a very good team at the start of games, like the first 20 minutes. You're like, we're going to go 2-0 up here, but we don't take them chances. And then they come into batters in the arse, the away team or the other team, and... That's our problem. If we can get them first two goals or first goal in the first 20 minutes, then we could, it could be a different game. And I think if we get a striker in the January window, unless our number nine starts to get his act together a little bit, <laughs> um, I, th- I think it is, it, we, keep, we get Corey O'Keefe on loan, we get a striker and we get another defender. I think that's our three main. Um, that's what we need to do in January and I think we could be, be up there. The, the, the worry I've got right now for you guys, and it's nothing too serious, clearly, is the last three people we've spoken to have all had their managers sacked. Yeah. I've, I've so I'm, 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 hoping, I'm hoping this books the trends and we don't think about it. So we spoke, I'm trying to think who we spoke to. We spoke to a lad from Norwich. Billy from Norwich, obviously, he, he went literally the day after we spoke to him, I think. Um, we did... Oh, Man United. I, I did, I did. Yeah, I did Tom from Man United. And I spoke to him about it and he went and then I did Rob, Rob from, from, from Warnock. And we talked we talked about Warnock and said, is he going to go? And he went, I can't see him go in. And then next day he went and I was like, oh my God, we spoke to three people on a trot and all the managers have just gone. Brum. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so hopefully it's not anything that we impact by doing this unless your manager sticks around for a little bit afterwards to see you through to January. I really hope so because he's only just arrived as well. <laughs> so, Robbie, if you're listening, please stay. <laughs> please. <laughs> I beg you. <laughs> and, and if it does go between now and January, I think Neil, our podcast will go down the pan. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's be, let's be honest. We will struggle to get any guests um, apart from Oldham fans, Gillingham fans. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Right, let's cheer things up a bit. You know, let's talk about doom and gloom and managers going. I know, I'm sad now. <laughs> I apologise. My fault. <laughs> is, I know you touched earlier about the promotion season. Um, is that your happiest memory supporting Dale? That or when we um, stayed up in 2018 
and Joey Thompson, I don't know if you've heard of him. Yes. The winner against Charlton and sent Oldham down, and it was the best day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Joey Thompson, if people don't know, he was a cancer survivor and he was one of the four forward strikers and it was like one of his first games back after having cancer for the second time so for him to score the winner and to keep us up was just an absolutely amazing story and it couldn't have happened to a better guy I bet there wasn't a dry eye in the house was there pardon? I bet there wasn't a dry eye in the house that day especially when Oldham went down as well that was (laughs) even Charlton fans are celebrating with us there's something about relegation survivals that make them so much more sweeter than promotions at times it's just it's one of those I think it's in face of adversity it teaches out the best year fans and players isn't it yeah we had to wait the Oldham game was 10 minutes behind and um, they were playing Northampton who were already relegated so you know it should have been an easy win for Oldham and should be like yeah, they were they were going to stay up, but they they were losing, and it was like the, the longest ten minutes of my life. <laughs> but honestly, like like Charles, I said that we were playing Charles, and the Charleston fans stayed behind, and they waited for results to come through to see if we were going to stay up. Love that. It was just such they a good. Cheered as well, bless him. Yeah, I do Love like Charleston fans. I'd really do. Is that one of those ones you see on the telly where everyone's checking the phones and? <laughs> You know, but back in the days when people had the radios, they're like, you know, you're just kind of shouting down. <laughs> Bounce yeah. up and down afterwards. Yeah. I've experienced that once, and it wasn't even being a Cov fan. Um, one of my best mates, Rocky, is a Newcastle fan. Um, and it's when they were in the Championship, and they had to beat Brighton's results to win the league. Um, and he randomly messaged me on a Saturday night saying, I've got a spare ticket, Barnsley, tomorrow at St James's Park. I was like, yeah, I'll come up. It was the season Cov got relegated from League One, so I wanted to watch some some good football for for a change um and at that that was one of those games where the, the trophy's in the helicopter above the ground because it doesn't know whether to be in Birmingham for Villa because Brighton were at Villa so whether to be there for Brighton to win the league or Newcastle Jack Grealish scoring in the 89th minute now we hate Villa as Cop fans uh it's the only time I've ever celebrated a Villa goal because it meant that Newcastle in the league while I was there so I got that burst so I can kind of feel a little bit what you guys felt that day where you're on tent hooks, you are literally waiting for that that nod where you see the players just go mental on the pitch because they normally find out first sort of thing. Um, you say it was the longest 10 minutes of your life. How, how did you cope? Like, what was going on? Was nails gone? Like, it, Yeah, like, I was right at the front of the um, Pearl Street stand and just waiting to just pounce over the barrier just to hear <laughs> anything. But it was just like, what's that? Eight and a half minutes? Just, we just kept asking everybody and the radio on. But the players were in the middle and one of the fans from the Pearl Street um, stand went, yes! And the players just went, yes! Like that. Like They, did, they didn't even know it was the fans that, um, that's holding. And then after that, we just literally jumped over the barrier. I was um, closing my eyes, biting. I don't know about you, Charlotte. <laughs> I was trying to get. I was trying to get my phone out to check, but I was shaking. I was like, my phone. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> like, this is mad. I'm sat here. I'm getting goosebumps listening to you talk about it because that that's just that's what it's about being a football fan, isn't it? That that magic. Um, you've mentioned a couple of cup runs as well. Beating United's got to be up there as well. They took them to pens and we lost on pens. 
That's um, a win. That's a, that's a moral win. <laughs> we just leave it there. We don't talk about the penalties. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's still, it's still a victory, really, as we say. Yeah, In terms of trying to do that, and yeah. the, the, the gap between the two teams, it's, it's uncomprehendable you're talking that far, to be honest. You shouldn't have done. No, we, we, that was with United. Tottenham was 2 all at home. Newcastle was 1 all at home. Wolverham, a 40 year old striker. <laughs> Still doing the business. Rochdale, think you've ever heard. And then Burnley this season as well, we, and Leeds as well, when we beat them 2 0. You know, we have had some absolutely incredible cut rooms. And, you know, I say to my dad, if we ever um, get a chance to go to these top flight clubs, we, we've got to do them because sometimes they could be one, like we could never play United again in my lifetime. 100%. It's like my my best memory being a Rochdale fan, and it sounds sounds really strange because it weren't obviously the promotion was up there. We got to a playoff final, a playoff semi final, but it was actually our um, it was when we first got promoted to League One, so we'd never been in League One before. And I remember we played Southampton away, and it was just like you used to like going to grounds like Accrington Stanley, Macclesfield. And then you walk out at St Mary's, and my dad said to me, "You like it? You were like a kid at Christmas." I walked out and just went, "Wow, this is." Why all the mascots again? <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" And we actually beat them. We did a double over in that season, and it was when they had back-to-back promotions. So obviously, they went to Premier, they went to Championship, and then the Premier League. But they had like they had Oxley Chamberlain, they had Punchin, they had all these players. And we beat him 2-0. And Chris O'Grady and Gary Jones, who was our captain at the time, he was a club legend, scored. And it was just like, oh, my God, League One football is so much better than League Two. It, it is daft though. Like, wow. It's, and we can speak from a cough perspective because we've obviously gone all the way from top to bottom, bottom back to where we are now. And oh, I mean, don't get me wrong, we had to do it. But League Two was a rife league to be in, and I don't, I don't mind saying that really. Look, losing if, six if, home if, to Yeovil. If oh, we hadn't have got out of it that year, I've, I think we'd have been really struggling. We'd have been there hanging about, and I still think we're probably there to this day. To be honest, it's just a change of look that we had, and it's just one of those things. You get a bit of luck, and something else can change, can't it? Hundred percent, and I think that's sort of where. Um, you look at a, a side like Rochdale who keep producing these players and selling them on. Obviously, that's your business model. I, I, I get it. You've got the lad who recently went to Watford. Um, Bar? Uh, Joe Bar, yeah. Yeah. You know, another one who's come off the production line and kind of that moved on and probably financed you for another couple of seasons. Um, got to be a little bit frustrating. You know, that, that's kind of got to be a little bit where you think, I wish you'd just stick around for another couple of years and help us get up a little bit. That's what it was like with Matheson, but then it's like he's literally scored against United and got an assist against Newcastle. Like you just you just gotta it's just you gotta let them go. But it is tough, especially like like Charles said before with Rathbone and Stephen Humphreys. Rathbone was our central midfield for so many years and he was just a proper rock for us. And he was the only player that I got on my back and I'll never get a player again because he just went after <laughs> <laughs> screaming about that. But it's just one of them, like he's he's just too good to play in for what is a, a League Two side now? You know, he, he's in, he's at Rotherham now, and it's like 
he is just too good. And same with Stephen Humphries, he's at Wigan now. Um, if he were the playing League Two stuff, it just wouldn't be fair on them. Yeah, it's like, it's like but it's like with our club, we've always been known for like being a well-run club kind of thing, and we've got to sell these players on. And I'll always, I'll always remember um, there was an interview with Adam Lafondra, and he actually signed for Rotherham. And he actually says in this interview, he cried and cried in a dressing room because he didn't want to leave us. But at the time, we, we had no money. So we're having to sell these players on. And um, it would be nice to have them for a couple more seasons. But obviously, that's the situation with our club. We just we just need to do that to obviously survive. And it's like, we're on telly, aren't we, against Plymouth on Sunday? And because we're on ITV, we've actually got £60,000 now. And that, that for most teams is pocket money. But for us, it's, That's big money, it's yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. As well, it, like, it, it's Henderson, that was an absolute kick in the teeth. It was, yeah, everybody yeah. was like, I think yeah. I'm loyal, I think I'll stay. He's going to ask for more money to stay. He's getting old now. I mean, it was a bit messy in the end because, like, Ian Henderson released a statement once he left and stuff like that. It got a bit messy, which we didn't really like to see. We thought, well, not very nice. But Ian Henderson, our all-time goal scorer in the end, Ian, it's just really, you don't want him to go. Always always a pain in the ass to play against as well, to be honest. No, he's absolutely... A hundred percent. You know, he he was one of those players that is synonymous with, with Rochdale. Um, especially you know from an outside looking in, Ian Henderson was that one. Matt, I think Matty Doan was another one. I mean, did he need to go to Sheffield United and now he's back? Nice back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, is he not the same player? I'm guessing as he know. He, you just gotta love him because he's just been with us for so long. But he mm. is okay. I think he's good for League Two now. <laughs> but when we're in League One, he just wasn't as as good as some of the other players but matted on Jim McNulty as well I don't know if you heard of Jim McNulty yeah um, proper goal <laughs> he's now, they're, he's good, now... they're good to have in the dressing room aren't they they're them kind of players where obviously you can tell they're coming to the end of their career but they're amazing in the dressing room kind yeah, of thing don't, don't yeah. disagree we had Michael Daw doing that for us down that league and he, he turned yeah. us round that season dragged us out of that league dragged us out of that league 100% so obviously players like Henderson leaving uh, are, are quite low you know, in terms of supporting the club, you, you touched on the fact when we got when we played you guys, it was League One. You're in League Two, so you've so you had relegations, etc. Are they the lowest of the low supporting Rochdale? Last season for me was the lowest when we got relegated last season. We had three games left, I think, and we needed to win two of them, or we needed to win at least one. But the last two games were just they were like top two. Um, top two teams so we needed to win the game and I think we were like three two up for a while and then they equalized in the 96th minute and it was just like that's it oh, that hurts yeah. like yeah. That's, that's, that's a kick in the, in the stomach that isn't it and in the end we bloody beat the last the, our last game of this we, we won our last game of the season and we ended we up being relegated by yeah. one point when we got relegated by and it just it was worse than heartbreak for me Honestly, that day when we uh, drew three all to uh, Wimbledon, I cried. I cried so hard in relegating. It's, it's just, I came to my mum's house and she was like, what's up? And I was like, Rochdale's just lost and it means we're relegated now. And she's like, it's just football. I'm like, it's not no, just... No, 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 not that. That line, I know. It's like, no. 
me, that was my lowest. What about you, Charlotte? Yeah, mine's exactly the same. And I think it's because for the sheer fact that no one was allowed to be there. So yeah. you're having to watch it on TV yeah. or like you're having to listen to it on the radio and there was nothing we could do about it. And it was just because the amount of times it was in our hands yeah. and the points we dropped, it's like we go and pull off a win against Lincoln, for God's sake. <laughs> we go and beat like near the top of the league and then like results where you think, do you know what, we'll get there. You're winning and then you either end up conceding two goals in the last few minutes and losing or they score equalisers. And then to go and win that last game and then end up one point, relegated and one point behind Wigan, it was just so frustrating because we could have got out of relegation so many times. But yeah. it's just for the fact as well, you couldn't go and support them or try yeah. and boost the confidence. It was just I was, like... I was going to say, that, that, that's got to be one of those things. Though. Last season, we were in a bit of a relegation dogfight. Um, and I remember you know, having conversations with mates of mine going, if we were there, this wouldn't be the case. You know, you know, losing games where you go, we should never have lost that. Yeah. But it's because the fans ain't there to kind of push push you through. Is that one of those ones where you feel if you guys were, were in the stadiums, you know, no question about it, you, you stay up? It's, it's, it's one of them where, obviously, I'd like to say, yeah, because obviously you give them the confidence boost. But at the same time, it's like sometimes with our fans, and there's just there's a small minority more than majority in particular it can be quite toxic so at the same time it's like I'm gutted I couldn't be there to support them but at the same time it's like some of our fans kick the players whilst they're down as well so it's it's a bit of a like yeah it's a bit of a our fans are like, as soon as the ball goes back to the keeper, they're already mourning, forward! Like in the first five. Oh, honestly. <laughs> we're like, it's been five minutes. It's like they're, they're just one of them. They're just, they can be sometimes very negative. So it's, I, I'm not sure, you know. Maybe towards the end, trying to get their, their um, energy up if we were in a relegation battle towards the end, um, if we were there. But I'm, I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, I think... I think our fans in particular, some of them, because we have been in League One for a few seasons now, some of them automatically think now like we're a League One side. That's not the case because even though, don't get me wrong, we play some good football, we we were punching above what we should be for for years now. And we are... We are a standard League Two side, I'm not going to lie. And obviously, we've not got the budget most teams have. It would be good to get back to League One. But I think, yeah, I think some of these fans, because obviously they have seen cup runs in like years, they have in recent years, they've seen like promotions, playoff, semi final, playoff final. I think they do forget like the years before, like we had Keyfield and. Yeah. It was called the Rochdale Division, for God's sake. <laughs> like we, we, we was the longest-standing club in that league for, yeah. I think it was it thirty odd years or something. But I can't Not remember how long. long but yeah, it was called the Rochdale Division anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've mentioned some absolute gems uh, of players that have have wore the Rochdale shirt, um, but you know, being Cov fans, we, we know there's a couple of connections we touched on Cashman we touched on Tavares we couldn't speak to you guys and not bring up the Rochdale Messi himself Jamie Allen 
Um, he is. I know he's one of your own as well. He was born in Rochdale, wasn't he? I, I think he's a Rochdale fan. I, I don't know um, if that's true or not. What would you give to have him back? I would, when before the season, before we brought a lot of midfielders in, I was like, well, we, we lost Lundy in the summer. I want Jamie Allen back now because <laughs> Jamie Allen together like team together at one point. It's like, imagine if them two were together in this thing, League Two again. They would rip League Two to shreds, but I would have Jamie Allen back in a heartbeat. So it's it's been really, but, really odd for us this season, though. It's, in and out of our team this season, he's, he's looked absolutely class in some games. I think he played a spell of two or three games for us. Absolutely hot as hell. And he was brilliant. And then he's, he's not really been in the squad that many games. I say he's been in the squad. I think he started one game in the last four or five. And he was yeah. he was shit, to be honest, that game. He, he weren't the best. Blackpool away, he was unreal. I remember driving up and the team news came through. And I remember saying to my mate, Ian, who I drove up with, I was like, well, he's starting Allen because last season he was he was pretty poor. He was brilliant for when we got promoted from League One. He was one of our oh, best yeah, players. He was good. Um, last season he was pretty poor, but then you know, why was he starting Allen? And he was unreal that night. Just didn't like 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 the Joris had bunny. Just energy for days. Didn't yeah. stop running. The, the, the high press, and you thought, Do you know what? This is why. Brought him on against Reading, and he scored with his first touch. Yeah, did you? And you're like, right here we go. And you thought he was going to get a run. He's really weird. He gets a run in the side and he doesn't put any performances together. Yet yeah. he comes in for those one or two games and he's unreal. And it's just like, is it a tactic that we've got where we just bring him in for one or two games at a time just to get the best out of him? Um, and I'll hold my hands up. At the start of the season, we were talking about players who could move on. And I was one of the ones who happened. He said that as much as I loved him in League One, that's yeah. probably his level and he, he, he probably should have moved on. And I said exactly um, the same, mate, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Um, is that what, what the dream signing, as it were, just to bring him back, one of your own, sort of just to kind of drive you up the league? I think so. I definitely think Jeremy Allen would be one of the exile players that I would have back in the club in a heartbeat. Yeah, we used to call him for Rochdale Paul Scholes. <laughs> Rochdale Paul Scholes. <laughs> yeah, we used to call him for Rochdale Paul Scholes. And he was just honestly like... The midfield, it was a young midfield we had at the time. And there was obviously, we've got Morley now. He's been brought through our ranks. But we had like Callum Camps. Obviously, at the time, we signed Ollie Rathbone as well. So it's like Andy Cannon. There was yeah. a good few of them, weren't there? The young like prospects and stuff. But I definitely have him back, 100%. So there's, a, there's another player that's, that's wore both shirts that you probably wouldn't ever have back. I know I wouldn't have him back in our shirt. He's, he's old and gone gone past it now, but Peter Vincenti. Oh, I loved him. <laughs> I loved him. I actually watched Neil and I thought he was leaving the room. He's <laughs> just getting off his chair oh, and walking. Honestly, we loved him. <laughs> it was well, atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. I remember when we signed him, I thought, do you know what? He's a League Two career player. Yeah. And, this, and this is the sort of player we need in that league. How wrong was I? Oh my god, he was so. I, I, I've got a friend who I go to games with, Raj. And Raj, if you're listening, um, you, you knew this was coming when when Vincent's name got brought up. Whenever we, do you know when you go on a, a rant with your mates in WhatsApp groups, um, yeah. his name always comes up. Uh, <laughs> Raj despises him. Um, he's just. Is he wrong? He's just no hating. Like he, he's he's the one person that he'll always compare. 
Um, when, when things are going bad, it could be worse. We could have Vincenzi back. It's um, <laughs> worse than that. The thing the- is, I, I just can't say anything, but I just hate saying bad things about him because he was one of the goal scorers and when we got promoted in 2014 against Feltman, so I'm like, I just can't say anything Yeah. I, I knew it was going to cause a bit of topic debate because I know he was good for you guys, but he was absolutely shit for us. <laughs> and the one of the... the, the other player that springs to mind. Well, it didn't spring to mind until I did the research for this. Clive Platt. I didn't realise how much oh, he played don't. for you. He, he was the strike partner of my favourite ever player, Paul Connor. Oh, <laughs> there we go. They were like my dream strike force. I love this. This shows you that League Two dreams aspirations <laughs> having Clive Platt as a dream striker. Honestly, <laughs> I love Paul Connor. And him and Paul Connor together were just epic for us. I'll be about spontaneous combust just thinking about Clive Platt as a dream striker for somebody. Uh, <laughs> we had Clive Platt and it was the most anti-football we ever played. Um, Slow and laborious, mate. Uh, <laughs> terrible. But, Not I've just at, but, but I've looked at his record for Rochdale and he was quite prolific for you guys, wasn't he? Yeah, honestly. I, that was level. Like, that was like the time where obviously I got more into football. I was slightly older. So we used to go home and away, me and my dad. And at the time we had um, Clive Platt, Paul Connor. We had, pa- do you know Paddy McCourt as well? Yeah. Yeah, we had Paddy McCourt on the wing. And honestly, it was just like, yeah, we're going places. <laughs> we didn't at the time. <laughs> Not for a few years. Was like, yeah, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> That that's that's mental. Um, <laughs> some of the names it, it, that, it, it shows that you as well, doesn't it? I'm gonna have something to put in. It shows you the difference of of people's thoughts and memories of players. Like we can go Clive Platt and go absolute dog shit. One of the worst players I've ever seen. Same with Vincente. You know, and you're like brilliant, both brilliant. Like, Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's probably probably like, is he a shadow of around the room mentioning their names? It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. mental. Some of the other names that come up doing the research, and I never knew he played for you guys. Um, he played, he made 182 appearances for Cobb, and he was a bit of a court hero. Um, and I think looking at it, he may have retired, um, not long after leaving you guys. Then he had a bowler. Do, do, do. It worked. Yeah, it worked yeah, yeah, very yeah. good for us. To be honest, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything it bad about him. But it worked very you know, good for us. Them, yeah, it was one of them where the name and it's like, oh yeah, we've got a player here. It's a bit like Aaron Wilbraham as well, where you're like, yeah, we've got a player here. But the difference was with Aaron Wilbraham was he scored some vital goals for us. Delhi had a bowler. Hmm. I can't really remember much of him, but I don't think it was. My dad would come home and be like. God's sake, he's starting again or something. We probably didn't ever think of him that badly. He wasn't brilliant for us, but he scored some memorable goals for us, like Blackburn away. Neil, I'll just touch upon that fast. He scored some yes. great goals for us. And this is where you can go again. We'll switch it round. So you all talk about Clive Platt right now to us, but Deli Adabola style. Whereas we'll go, hey, he weren't that bad. He weren't great, but he weren't bad. And it's just changing it round. It's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> So, but again, later period of his career, he was winding down and doing absolutely naff all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, oh. and, and it's he's one of those that he he, he kind of um, splits opinion with Cobb fans. And, and the, the last one that I found that was very niche, he only made three appearances for Rochdale. Um, we had a, he only made eleven for us as well. But he's um, a character to say the least, Gary Medine. <laughs> 
I used to have his MSN. Another <laughs> <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. HX location. <laughs> right, I, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. I've just timestamped that. That this is in the teaser. This is what we're we're putting out there. <laughs> How did you have his MSN? <laughs> I think it was when he was on loan. I honestly think it was when he was on loan and stuff. And I don't know how I got his MSN. I don't know whether. Do you know what? I think at the at the time MySpace was big, and I think I followed him on MySpace, so he followed me back, and then oh, just yeah. ended up talking on MSN. I'll see where that went. Yeah. But we, I think we spoke for like a week or something, and then it like drifted. <laughs> yeah, he went back to Carlisle, probably. Yeah, it weren't the one for me. <laughs> That's I never that's, that's the quality that. story. I love that. I love that little snippet. <laughs> yeah, MSN. I'd say no location, please. Gary Madden. <laughs> so you didn't get Calvin Andrews MSN at any point, no? Oh, I would have Calvin Andrews MSN in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, don't. I want I'm going to have to mute myself in a minute. Clive Platts. <laughs> Oh dear! This is what makes me, you know, we've touched on it before. Oh, so I can't give a straight face. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Too late. It's not getting cut either. Sha, Sha, you, you, you've made my night. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Brilliant. Normally, these, these sort of players would, would kind of come into the conversation when we talk about our our final question. Um, the worst five aside slash eleven aside that that has played for a, a club, but you you know you guys you love stole them. My and, um... question. That's my question. <laughs> I talk, he says I don't know talking. Is I stole the questions? <laughs> Mate, it's a good job this is audio only because everyone can see you giggling like a little schoolgirl at the minute. <laughs> and I'll be absolutely fine with that. Sweat. Yeah, Jesus sweat. I'm I've started. Ad, compose yourself. A bit of professionalism. Take them home. Go on, son. You've already done it, mate. <laughs> it's no point. <laughs> so this was Aidy's baby, but again, he's, he's a giggling little mess at the minute. Um, well, every podcast out there has the, oh, who's the best player that ever played for you? Or who's the good stuff? We like to be a bit different here at Access All Areas. So if you could compose uh, a five-a-side side or 11-a-side side of the worst players that have worn the Rochdale shirt, who are we looking at? <laughs> right, I've gone for we had we had a keeper on loan, and I think he was actually on loan from Fulham. So at the time, we was like, yeah, like I think they're at pre- I think they're in the Premier League at the time, but honestly, it was a tr- it was atrocious for us. So I've gone for a net Magnus Norman. Ooh, I thought it could be this guy that Skippy was talking about not so long ago. <laughs> Didn't get his MSN, no. Let me go again. Do you know what? 
we could probably play better without him but that was tight <laughs> so i've gone with michael simpkins <laughs> then i've gone with chris beach and even though it was part of our management team as a player it was always injured and i remember he always got injured warming down from sitting on a substitute's bench. Yeah, so, so this we is just my favourite ending of a series so far. And then my two strikers, I've gone for one was called Marie Sacco, and it was we got we got sold the story Rochdale. This six foot seven French superstar. So we were thinking, oh, nice one. Oh my god, he was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> and then my other striker is Keith Barker. And not honestly, it was like Bambi on ice. But this is how bad it is now. He's actually a professional cricketer now. Is it? He's a professional cricketer. <laughs> <laughs> this is why these players are in This is descending into chaos. <laughs> I think I have valid reasons as well. <laughs> I like, I, like, I like the reaction in the background, the high pitch hissy. <laughs> I'm that serious, my voice has gone really high pitched as well. Um, who does he play cricket for? Is it any better? <laughs> Do you know what? I can't remember who it was. I spoke about this on a different podcast and they told me, and I can't remember who it is. Because I play cricket, so I. <laughs> well, you're I playing cricket against him. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I'm lost for words. I'm lost for words. Izzy, come and save the day, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I do have two of the same players, so I'm just snoring in there. He's just atrocious. Every time oh. in cup games, I would, I would like think I'm not going because I just knew we'd lose. He just, <laughs> um, and then also Chris Beach as well because he just was injured. All the time. <laughs> but uh, on a positive spin, he kept your physios employed. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> every cloud and all that. <laughs> Doing something, making the video in the, in the bag every single game. Just like, you're right, mate. <laughs> Back again. Yeah. Nice to see you again. Um, and then I've got Jordan Williams, which he actually was called MJ Williams because we had two. Jordan Williams at the time. Injured but, Danny Cashman. <laughs> he, he, oh God. He injured Danny Cashman. Yeah. <laughs> Not playing the same team, clearly. No. But no. Just, like, it makes you seem like they're playing. No, this was this season. I think he's playing for, who's he playing for now? Bolton. Bolton. And, oh God, he started as a defensive midfielder. <laughs> and then towards the end of his um, time with us, he was more like a number four, like a proper fullback. And, I think he scored more own goals than he did for us, and it just was the most depressing thing to watch. <laughs> At this moment in time, I wish we were a visual podcast too, because the look of disgust on Shah's face. <laughs> you mean this? You mean this? Honestly, the no. worst. And then I've also got Mark Kitchen as well, and he literally was just such a lanky mess. <laughs> 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 That's staying in. Uh, <laughs> all I can hear is Neil heavily breathing at this point. I'm gone. 
have to take. <laughs> oh dear, this is descended into chaos and it's brilliant. <laughs> well, that's about to come off everything, but. <laughs> As me forward, I've got Luke Alexandro, which he was like in the 2015-16. He's got like one game in 20, one goal in 20 games. It was just depressing to watch him every time he came on. <laughs> so that is my worst team. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. The bar's been set. Calm down, yeah. The, the bar's been set. Anyone who has agreed to come on the show after this, all the best. Um, my face is certain. My face that's what we have a worse 5 or 11 to discuss, right? <laughs> Genius. Genius. Um, I, oh. My face is certain. I, I haven't stopped laughing uh, pretty much <laughs> the whole hour or so that we've been recording. You guys have been fantastic. So thank you so much uh, for giving your time. Unfortunately, we've kind of come to, 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 to the end of our chat. Um, yeah, good. It's been really yeah. good. I've enjoyed I'm, it thoroughly. I'm, I'm, I'm actually good at Thank um, you for having us, guys. No. Thank you so much. Pleasure, pleasure is all that's clearly. Thank you, guys. Um, anyone listening, where, where can they find you um, on socials? Yeah, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, Instagram, under The Dale Way. Obviously, we're on Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube, where you can listen to our podcast. Pretty much everywhere. <laughs> Just not MSN. <laughs> 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 and, and it starts that, again and on that bombshell <laughs> oh dear um, yeah. this is access all areas clearly this is access all areas quite literally guys go and give them a follow if you're not already uh, and, and have a listen um, and all the best to Rochdale for the rest of the season look after Danny yeah. for us the rest of the time is there um, and Daniel, please look after him for us. Yeah, we, we will. Don't you worry. Um, and all the best with with, with your podcast girls. Um, it's flying so far, um, and long may that continue. Ah, oh, thank you very much.